Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, welcome back to Industrial Talk, a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world, like the one that's sitting right next to me, because he is bold, yes, brave. Yes, he dares greatly. He collaborates. He solves problems. He is a superhero in my mind. How about that? Thank you, Scott. Okay. There's, yeah, no, there's no way. That's yeah. great. That's yeah, great. I'm still ready to go. And we're broadcasting <laughs> here in Austin, Texas. OMG's the organization. And again, they get people like Bassam here who uh, really know what goes on. And, and uh, they are truly passionate about solving many of the challenges businesses have today. Putting it on paper, making us just succeed. You're a hero. Bassam right there. Let's get cracking. Thank you. Yeah, look at you. This is good. This is good. <laughs> yeah, you're my digital friend that I've never seen in person, and now all of a sudden, look at you, man. You're right here in person, and I get yeah. to meet you. Yeah. All the way down from the great Northwest. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Are you having a good conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's good to come to these events and see what's... Uh, What's the state of the art in terms but of? It's you know it's not a conference. Think. It's meetings. You guys meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet, discuss, you brainstorm, do. fight, debate, debate. God, I don't know how you guys. Do you, do you go home just all worn out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by, by, by the end of the third day or fourth day, you just want. Like yeah, uh, you, I want out. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't even want to debate that point anymore. You're right. Now, so for the listeners out there, Bassam, give us a little background of who you are. Yes. So my name is Bassam Zakut. I'm the founder of a consulting practice uh, called IGN Power, uh, focusing on digital transformation in IoT industry, digital twins, etc. I'm based in Ottawa, Canada, but I, I cover uh, the North America as well. As I think as well. you cover more than that. You're, you're, you're Bassam. You're, yeah. you're everywhere, man. You're like the, the, the dude, the, the oracle in digital transformation. You think through this stuff. Yeah. He's downplaying it, folks. Just FYI. He knows more. So you come here, and you recognize that uh, you're, I mean, there's the buzzword. It's digital, digital transformation. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. saying it. Mm-hmm. But you, mm-hmm. you, you actually go through the process and you understand what that means yeah yeah well, well digital transformation is not new obviously no. we've been doing digital transformation for several decades what is new is that we're doing this now uh, around machines and physical assets so we're transforming the physical world around us and we're tying it uh, to the digital world and we're optimizing it and we're producing better things and we are changing the value that we deliver to the marketplace through these machines. Are we really doing that? Let's say industry as a whole. Are we succeeding at that? Do you see a trend that is taking place and saying, yep, we're getting it right now? Because there was a lot of people that weren't. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, obviously this is a slow process, but you, you can see it around you. Uh, Rolls-Royce is selling propulsion as a service, and the foundation of that is digital transformation, whereby... Uh, uh, the airline doesn't buy the jet engine. They buy propulsion as a service. Uh, when they use the engine, they pay for the usage of the engine. 
and Rolls Royce is responsible entirely for the maintenance, upkeep, and KPIs of the engine and so on. The General Electric is is doing the same. So you you can see you can see these things happening around you slowly, gradually, but surely as well. Yeah, and and that case case in point. I mean, Rolls Royce is pulling in data. They're they're managing that asset mm-hmm. in a big way. Yes, and we're we're very grateful for that. Yes, and, and and I was told that they are very frustrated because they'd like and they can do a lot more, but they are limited by the number of sensors they can put inside the engine because of the hot conditions inside that engine. The materials to produce the sensors do not exist yet because it's so hot inside the engine. It's, it's amazing. I'm speechless now. I'm it's, just, it's, so it's amazing. It's, uh, somebody explained it to me, and it's fascinating. They would love to put do- 10 times more sensors in the engine and produce m- so much better results, but they can't simply because the material does not exist to produce these sensors. All right. There's a business opportunity for anybody <laughs> out there. Right there. Work with Rolls-Royce. Develop these sensors, and, and I guarantee you I'll be asking for a loan. Yeah. All right, Bassam, you're here. You're, you're having these conversations. You're debating these conversations around digital transformation. What, what are the challenges there? Well, uh, the, the challenges is that because you are transforming environments that cross the physical to digital divide, you're now uh, doing transformation. You know, imagine you're transforming, you're changing the jet engine while the plane is flying. So while the plane is flying, you're changing the jet engine, and uh, that introduces all kinds of challenges. You can't stop operation. You can't. Uh, uh, you can't stop complying with your obligations towards regulations and so on and so forth. So you you need to keep on taking care of all these things while you're making these changes, and that is not simple. Okay, I'm going to have to wrap my head around that one. Yeah. So you're saying, okay, so here's a here's a plane, and we're. We'll just keep on riding. No, no, I mean, I'm using that as no, an example. No, just, nobody is going to change a jet engine during no, flight. No, but I, I want to get the analogy there because I, I think that uh, you're onto something here that it creates a, a, a truly valuable word picture mm-hmm. that, okay, you have this asset. It's critical. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. Yeah. Thank goodness. And, and you're pulling in information and data off of that engine real time mm-hmm. and and. And eventually, you're going you're gonna to get information saying, ah, let's do some maintenance. Yeah. So, so you know, obviously, this is an analogy. We're not yeah, going to do good. that to a jet engine. Yeah. But organizations are, are facing this. And, uh, and uh, there is another problem being created is that the volume of IoT data is going to be exploding. It's already exploding through the roof. And people keep telling us that uh, data is the new oil, data is the new oil. Well, that means data has value. What is the value of this IoT data? How do I preserve that value? How do I make sure um, uh, I'm capturing the tangible and intangible value of that data? And so on and so forth. So that's another challenge that organizations are facing as well. It's, it's a tsunami. It, it like, is, like, it somebody, is. And maybe it was you, I don't know, it, it could have been you. But the amount of data that is just pulled off of a plane on a flight is massive. Just on a flight. Yes. The, the, uh, I saw a figure uh, last, uh, last week, uh, an organization called Statista. They, they estimate that the volume of IoT data in 2025 will be 79 zettabytes. 
and a zettabyte is a million petabyte. Sheesh. So massive amounts of data, some of it you will not need to store it and maintain it, but some of it you may need to keep it for a long time and manage it and, 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 and manage its life cycle because it may be required for compliance, it may be required because it has value, a future AI may be so much more powerful you can extract the value from it and sell it. See, but you're bringing up a good point. So we're still sort of at the beginning of this whole wonderful digital revolution, uh, you know, as, as we continue on this journey, this train to success. And everybody's saying, yeah, there's, there's gold in that data. And so people yes. are going to just continue to try to get more and more data. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what is it? I mean, is everybody going to be a server farm? Is this, yeah, I mean, everything. Where, the, where do we store it? The, the, the problem I mean, physical. The, the problem isn't only storing it. The problem is maintaining the context. For example, you have a pressure vessel and there's a sensor that tells you the temperature is 100. Do you want to store 100 or do you want to store it's 100 degrees from that sensor, from that vessel at this time? So you need to store all kinds of information. And in case of accidents, the authorities will want to investigate. Did you do what you are supposed to do? How do you prove that you did what you are supposed to do? So this information has to be there has to be a strategy about IoT data, what you do with it. And this is not about the engineering team or the operational team. Legal may be involved, compliance may be involved, uh, risk management may be involved. All of these people may need to be involved and make some risk-based decisions because you can never be perfect. And being perfect is extremely expensive. So, you're, you're, so you, you get this, this, this data. It's just going to continue to grow. If, if I'm an organization that is committed to transforming, digitalizing my business, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to want more. Mm -hmm. Just going to want more. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a, a conversation around all that de type of data. Mm -hmm. Like, eh, we don't need that data, so let's get rid of that one. But we need this data. And, 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 and how do humans can't make that. You can, you can create parameters, whatever those, that looks like. But I'm not sitting there going, good data, good data. I mean, that question you asked is a, is a conversation that can take several hours. But people have been dealing with that on the business side. So for the longest time, people have been dealing in corporations and large corporations have had specialized teams that look at the types of data they have and they create policies about what you do with that data. Right? Because they, they have teams who have analyzed the regulations and they have analyzed the laws and they have determined that in order to comply with the law or, or in order to minimize the risk of non-compliance, speaking like a lawyer now, uh, you need to apply these policies. And they don't leave it up to the person in the field to make the final decision about what to do. That person in the field doesn't necessarily understand all the requirements. So all they have to do is comply with the law. So the same approach has to be taken for IoT data because that information is at least as valuable as your business data produced by your back office systems and, and, and that can be crucial in compliance situations, in legal situations. Let me give you an example. You have to comply with data privacy, right? And you are required to delete certain data when you are no longer in need to keep them for data privacy 
purposes. Well, do you know where all the copies of these data are in your system? No, you do not. So how do you how do you prove that you've deleted this data? Jeez, I, you tell me. Yeah. Because here's your post. It's a I, yeah. I have heard of legal cases where uh, you have uh, uh, large law firms have technology practices nowadays. And they have CTOs and technologists who are also lawyers. My brother-in-law is a lawyer. I can tell lawyer jokes. So lawyers who are technologists are the the worst. <laughs> they are not easy to deal with, but they fulfill a very important uh, uh, function. And these people, sooner or later, are going to be involved in major compliance and legal cases where IoT systems fail and somebody, God forbid, got hurt. And you need to be able to prove that you've done what you were supposed to do within reasonable efforts when you had to do it. You know, but some, you're, you're, it's, it's like, hey, I'm a manufacturer. Hey, I got my manufacturing hat mm -hmm. on, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm manufacturing these widgets, and you're coming to me and you're saying, hey, Scott, you need to digitalize this more, and, and whatever. It's like, that, that would be great. Pull the data off of there. Pull the data off of there. Let's analyze it, and you're going to make some great decisions, and you're going to, you know. But I'm opening myself up for greater visibility and risk Mm -hmm. And I better know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. which then I've got another headache to deal with outside of manufacturing or finding my supply or whatever my feedstock. Yes, yes. Uh, I, uh, I was speaking with a gentleman yesterday that uh, now in Europe there will be a, a new law. Well, it's a law that exists, but it will be strengthened, whereby if you have a supply chain upstream and downstream, you are responsible for the behavior of your partners in that supply chain vis-a-vis -vis the data. Huh. Yes. Yes. In oh, I'm never doing business again. I'm just going to stay in one fact, guy that does no, nothing. No, I mean, banks, like, banks have had to do that for the longest time. If you go to the bank for the first time and you want to open a new account, they will pull out a form and they ask you a lot of questions yeah. about you. Basically, they don't want you to be laundering money through your yeah, banking institutions. Yeah. This yeah. is called KYC, know your customer. Yeah. So something similar is going to happen with in supply chains. In other words, if you, have a, you operate a supply chain, you cannot accept anybody to become part of that ecosystem because you are responsible to make sure that uh, they are compliant with their obligations. And. The cost of doing business all of a sudden with this conversation is going through Well, maybe initially, but eventually, like, uh, like everything, down. it settles down. Yeah. It becomes part yeah. of doing business. <laughs> it, it's part of the evolution because it was some. like that 20 years ago in banks. Yeah, 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 I hear you going. So what do we do? I mean, you're, all of a sudden, you've, you've stated a fact. And it is a fact. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I know that. Data will continue to just continue to grow, and, and you got to do something with it, and you got to manage it, and you got to know where it's at, and you know, and when to archive it, whatever. You got things around that data. Mm -hmm. How? We're still at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, the, the approach is to have a strategy about IoT data. And I'm not talking about the technical aspect, interoperability and, yeah. and all. all of that stuff is a given at this stage. Yeah. You need to have a strategy about your IoT data in terms of 
what's the value, what do I need to keep, what do I get rid of, where are all the copies, how long do I keep them, and so on and so forth, because uh, like I was giving you yesterday the example of I have a Fitbit and it's been collecting data for the past five years about yeah. my running, my walking, yep. etc. And I look at my phone, I see all this historic, historical data and it's fine, it's nice to look at, but it's technically useless at this stage. But I do not know, maybe a future AI will look at this data and give me some insight about my health. I don't know. So in the future, you may get more advanced analytics that if you point it to historical IoT data, it may give you new insight that you could not get before. So all of these, you have to take them into consideration. So it, it, the moral of this conversation or this story is, is one, your organization, you need to go down that, uh, you, you need to be in the digital game. You just are. Yeah. If you want to be competitive, if you yes. want to have value coming out of that business, yes. even greater, whatever it is, whatever yes. that, you need to be in the game. Yes. That's yes. one. Okay. Two, I know that I need to trust somebody. I need to figure out how to take, and, and I need a Sherpa to help me along with that. Mm -hmm. Because I, 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 I hear you, I, I see it, but I need a Sherpa to help me along mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. And and therefore, organizations, I need to collaborate with trusted Sherpas, right? Mm -hmm. Not just any Sherpa, mm -hmm. a trusted Sherpa, mm -hmm. and to be able to take me on that journey to make mm -hmm. sure that I do it mm -hmm. right. And then, of course, I need organizations like OMG and, and IIC mm -hmm. and all of these organizations that are built on smart people gathering together and collaborating and debating these these very difficult you know yeah that's how i look at it I'm, and in a, in a sense like, like a small commercial i mean this is what we do at ign power which is promote ourselves as these sherpas for organizations yeah. to help them divide devise these data strategies for uh, corporations and again the problem gets more complex when you're doing digital transformation because you're making changes and retrofitting and and making changes to the process making changes to your organization and you want to make sure that f things do not fall apart as you're doing that. yeah it, I, i'm just i i have this is it i need to find somebody i trust and i need to know where to start i don't even know where to start because mm -hmm. i'm too busy doing all of this stuff over here with my business that's been in business for 20 years or whatever and i do it yes. this way yes and i'm dealing with my supply chain issues or whatever it might be it's vital yes the the the, the silver lining in all of this thank is, you is that <laughs> i'm curled up it, right now. is that the regulating bodies and again it's not legal advice but the regulating bodies and the legal bodies and so on do not want to run organizations out of business, right? They want to make sure that uh, people are doing the reasonable thing and, uh, and that uh, what is reasonable will keep on evolving. So what was very difficult to do a year ago will become very easy to do next year because of new technologies, new solutions, new thinking, and so on and so forth. We haven't even touched upon that, where yeah. there's a velocity and things change. You know, yes, yes. Tomorrow it's going to change. Yes. But they want to see that you've analyzed what your requirements are, yeah. that you've attempted to write a policy, that you've published the policy and had it approved at the highest level, board of directors sometimes, that you've informed your stakeholders about the policy and that you have consistently enforced these policies. 
I'm glad you're in it. That's just me. Yeah. And again, uh, we've been doing this on the business side. For business information, this has been the norm for the past 15 years. Yeah, but take it. I mean, I, I am. I'm so glad that uh, people are like uh, like you are are helping sort of blaze that trail. <laughs> I really am, man. How do people get a hold of you there, Hassan? <laughs> well, uh, ignpower.com website, and uh, there's a lot of information on that website, and just send us an email and we'll get back to you. Easy peasy. You get, you're out there on LinkedIn too, right? I am on LinkedIn as well. well okay, we're going to have his stat card out there too. LinkedIn stat card on Industrial Talk. So you got to reach out to Basam. You will not. Yes, you can tell. You can tell. He knows what he's talking about. He's He is the right Sherpa to connect with. You can use that, by the way. You can throw that on your website. Sherpa, yeah, that's yeah, good. That's go. good. He's a data Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up All on right. the side. Stay tuned. We Thank will you. be right back. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and absolutely thank you for your support. It is a platform that is completely and solely dedicated to you industrial professionals. We are here to collaborate. We are here to innovate. We are here to educate, get engaged, go out to industrialtalk.com. And absolutely, thank you, Basam, for saying yes, being on the podcast, and having the opportunity to talk to you at the OMG quarterly meeting, it was great. And I want to just just reiterate the necessity to get your handle on data. There's gold there. It, it can be overwhelming, but then there are people like Basam and others that can help you with that uh, journey in a jet second and be able to navigate and direct your attention to where it needs to happen. That's Basam. So I I'll have all his contact information out there. You know that. Go out to Industrial Talk. You'll find his his LinkedIn connection. Reach out and, and have a conversation because we are about that education. He can do it well. That collaboration, Basam is right on the money. And, of course, innovation. There are so many options out there for you to consider in the world of data, data analytics, and so on and so forth. Reach out. All right, we're going to be uh, broadcasting, I think, uh, coming up at the IoT Solutions World Congress. And if you're going to be there, that's in Barcelona. We're going to have a spot, broadcast, tell your story, make it happen, Captain. All right, be bold, be brave, dare greatly. As I always say, hang out with people like Basam, and you're going to change the world because you do. Industry changes the world. Thank you again for joining, and we're going to have another great conversation shortly coming from that OMG quarterly meeting.